Today is a cautionary tale that starts off with, show me the data. Do you have the depth to teach me what you say you do? And it morphs into an inspirational episode about what is possible when you step into your voice of one and when you challenge rather than just go on a wing and a prayer. I think you're going to like this episode, and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome, everyone. So happy to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you today. Show me the data. Now, you might have thought I was going to say, show me the money from that Tom Cruise movie. But today I'm going to talk about the importance of being able to quantify things and how we live in a world where that doesn't exist anymore. I recently did a video about buyer trust being non-existent in shot. Maybe there's still a little bit, but most of it's shot. And it was very well received. And I didn't do an episode on buyer trust, but that was part of this whole bucket is this show me the data on that. So I want to dive into some things I'm seeing, some things I'm hearing, some concerns I have for you as the consumer, and a responsibility that I believe we have as service providers. Quick reminder, last free training of the year, CaptivateTheRoom.com forward slash voice dash experience. The link is in the show notes. Let's find out what sounds are causing you to leave people behind, costing you money, causing you to not be able to get the promotion, the team to take the action you need them to take. I'm going to be focusing specifically in this training, and it is interactive. Of course, I'm doing hot seat. What is keeping you from sounding like the authority? What is keeping you from scooping up everything you want as fast as you want it? Because your voice is instrumental in that. Your voice, according to my newest data, is playing a huge role. I've always known this, but data, again, huge role in what you're drawing into you. If you don't have certain things that you want, the first place I would start looking is in your voice. Are there sounds in your voice that are repelling people that are telling people you are not the authority or the expert? That's what we're going to be covering. And you know, I just got to do some of this live on stage at BBD Live James asked me to come and and speak and do a bit mind-bending. In minutes, people sounded like the authority that they were. I don't want you to miss it. It's the last one of the year. You're going to need your voice 
going into 2024 like you never have needed it. I mean, more than ever. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a voice coach. All right, CaptivateTheRoom.com forward slash voice dash experience. I have, I'm not sure if it's rolled out at the time of this recording, but I did an interview with Christina Gendali and I brought this topic up with her and I said, I see a lot of people selling a lot of things, talking about a lot of things. And it's clear to me from the sound that I can hear, because I can tell when you're lying, I can tell when you don't believe what you're talking about. I can tell when you've copied somebody else's work. And we dove into why this is happening. She agreed with me 100%. She said, that's exactly right. Everybody is a read an article expert, or I watched a video, now I'm an expert. And she broke it down, and we had a really great conversation around it. I'm not going to recap all of that. But I have been noticing this for a long time. And it's not just in relation to seeing people teach psychology of the voice without all the components to it. It's across the board. Myself, my coaches, many of my colleagues, even conversations with my students have been about people being burned, people buying something that can't be delivered. Everybody's an expert and there really is no depth to their delivery, what they're talking about from a content perspective. So that's what I want to talk more about today. Because I think it's dangerous. I think it's incredibly dangerous and extremely irresponsible as a provider to be doing this. Now, I need to give a side bucket of caveat. I don't mean that you, I'm not talking about the people that you've not done this 30 years. You've not done the body of research like I've done. You, you're you new to your industry. I'm not talking about that. That will always exist. And that's not a bad thing. That's really what I'm talking about when I'm talking about owning what you know and not what you don't. But if you are doing the work, if you are learning the craft, you are building a depth of knowledge That is very different than I'm just going to rattle this off because I heard somebody say it and they are good and successful. So I'm taking it. There are people that I have worked with over the years. I did an entire study on retention around people that were not being themselves. I can hear it. I can identify it in seconds. That's the value of letting me listen to you is in seconds. I can tell you how you're being processed. But we've had this explosion of this happening. And I was listening to a podcast episode the other day, and it was an episode. It was a show that I did not know. I love the show now. I listen to it all the time. It's called Sales Gravy. And the guy that was on the show, the guest was a quantifier like me. And they got in this conversation and I just cracked up. I sent the guy an email. I said, 
this is the best episode I've ever heard in my life of any podcast. And they were literally talking about, show me the data. They were talking about how they sit in these presentations and conferences and speakers and classes, and they just want to scream out, show me the data on that. And I encourage you always to ask me that question, because you know what? I will. And I will show it to you and I will spaz out on it because that's the most important part of the work. But they were even talking about it, how if you asked nine out of 10 people, eight out of 10 people, now that I, I don't know an exact figure on, but if you were to talk to someone that just presented, talk to somebody that just did a video, write in those comments, show me the data on that. Or even ask the question, why? Would they be able to respond? And what happened in this conversation was very much what I was believing and, and what I was having other conversations about. I'm going to talk about why this is so dangerous here in just a minute. And I think it's, I think it's very dangerous. So I'm going to pivot here for just a minute. But check that show out. It's really good. I should link that in the show notes, especially the one about show me the data, because very few people can. People ask me when I did the research study a couple of months ago, and I will be rolling out that data soon. There were a couple of questions that everybody asked me. One was, will the participants know the, the people that recorded hear the feedback? And I said, no. And I'll talk more about why when I do that episode. The other question that I was asked a lot is, why was I doing this? And it's the exact reason that I'm talking about why I have a show right now on this topic. I started seeing everybody delivering whatever they wanted to say. And I know that very few of them could quantify when trust is established when buying is established. And, and so I, I kept watching this and I started seeing this six second sell and seven seconds to trust building and the sales gravy guys talk about this in that episode. And this was really what pushed me into doing. I had been thinking about doing another piece of research for, for quite a while on this. And this is what pushed me into it. They were talking about how Chris Voss, who I love, said seven seconds, absolutely, that without a doubt is when the trust is built. And they said, well, our data shows 23 seconds or 27 seconds. I don't remember exactly what which one, but it was in that 22nd family. And I said, okay, that's it. We've got a problem because some people are working off of actual data. Some people are making stuff up because they have a thought. They have an idea. And this was their whole point was just because you've got an opinion doesn't mean it's quantifiable and can get a result for somebody. And this is one of the things that's destroyed the coaching business. Well, I have an idea or I heard somebody with an idea. So this is the way we're doing it. But there's no proof. There's no depth. So I thought, okay, is it seven seconds? Is it 23 seconds? Is it? What is it? And then I thought, maybe the data's old. If the data 
on our attention span, the attention span of the human brain, when I started doing this work over 30 years ago, was about three minutes. The most recent data about the attention span of the human brain came out just in the last year, and it is four seconds now. Now, this is something that I've tracked and watched year over year, year over year. It is not my research, even though I have done hundreds of, not hundreds, but hundreds of hours of research. This is not my research, but it has been tracked for years. And I study the research. If I tell you a research piece, I study, I've studied the research. But I got to thinking, well, if that data has changed so significantly, maybe this old data that we're working from around trust and buying, maybe it's changed. And I don't want to be saying to my people within 10 seconds, within 30 seconds, if it is not if I do not know it to be true, if I do not know it for a fact. There was a study many years ago that said in 30 seconds, I determine over 36 things about you. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about all this seven seconds and six seconds cell and all this stuff that people are saying. I said, I cannot do that to my people. It is very irresponsible. I I'm not going to sell you something or tell you something that is not going to get you a result if you do the work, if it is not accurate. I feel a tremendous responsibility to operate that way. I'm not going to just look at it. I look at a video, listen to a podcast episode, take it as mine and deliver it without knowing the depth of it. And that is the world we live in right now. I was watching someone, it was clearly a piece of my work, and I watched what she was saying, and then she just left the girl there. She just left her. See, to me, that's irresponsible. It's, it's I, I can take you there, but I need to be able to get you on the other side of it. Not just give you a little glimmer of it, a little nugget of it, and then I don't really have the depth to finish it, so I'm just going to leave you holding the bag. Many of you know that the part of the story where I, the part of my story, when I went to that training, uh, leading a workshop many, many, many years ago, and I walked in, I was working with a young man, he rattled off a piece of a dialogue, we were doing a role play, and he rattled off his, it was his turn, his role play. And I looked at him and I said, oh, I get it. You fell in love with some girl and that's why you moved down here to Texas, but y'all broke up and you've got a broken heart and you don't know what to do. You're thinking about moving back to the East Coast, Maryland, I think, but you don't know what to do because you like it here. And he looked at me and he said, how did you know that? Well, I knew it because I could hear it all in his voice. And by that point in the game, for years, I knew that I could identify these layers of sound, that it that it was it was something way, way bigger going on in the psychology of the voice process than here's the technique to make you sound good. 
And I looked around the room and I asked the participants in the room and I, I said, did you just hear what I heard? And they said, now we do. So I spent 10 years testing is what I hear, what they are processing subconsciously. And I'll tell you why I did it. One, because it was a great piece of research. It was great data tracking. But two, I felt an incredible responsibility not to screw somebody up. To say, well, you're being read like you're condescending or, oh, you, you're seeking approval. And then not being able to quantify that or back that up or be accurate. And that's why I did the research. That's why I've done all the research that I've done. 20 plus years ago, I got in the mind and discovered that the subconscious is processing sound and all it takes is one phrase. Before we're five, my newest data shows me before we're two determines how we're going to use our voice the rest of our life. I'm not just looking at a video and, and spewing this stuff off. And I think as a, as a provider, what also really struck me in this and why I take this so serious is one, I don't want to screw anybody up, but I have a lot of my work trademarked because it's, it's unique and people want to borrow it. And a lot of the things that you hear me talk about are trademarked and copyrighted. And my copyright attorney said to me one day, and I'll never forget how this impacted me. He said, the minute you trademarked that word, that set of words, you had a responsibility in this marketplace, Tracy. And I mean, he was very serious with me. You have a responsibility to make sure the consumer is not misled by what you've created. And that really hit me. And, and it hit me because that's how serious I am about this, how focused I am about this. But what does it do to you as the consumer? That's what bothers me. And I don't want this episode to be, it, it come across like I'm taking down everybody out there. I'm not at all. I think there are many people out there walking the talk. They have done the work. They're doing the work. They're learning their craft. They have the depth. They're gaining the depth. They can quantify. You don't have to be a researcher like me. I'm just obsessed with it. But I do think you need to be able to tell me why. Well, why is that? Well, it just is. Or why is that? Well, you know, the phalanges are always running late. You know, don't, don't do that. So as the consumer, what bothers me, and, and I have fallen prey to this too, for any of you that listened to my episode about how I got taken for $17,000, and it was literally me buying into the woman's words. I could hear it in her voice. I could hear it in her voice that this was going to happen, but, but I bought into the promise. I bought into the silver bullet, and I completely ignored what I heard. So that one was on me. But as the consumer, I want to know what is happening underneath the decision to just take things at face value. 
have we become, and my, my coach, one of my coaches will talk about this, how we've become a society of quick fix. I want a silver bullet. I don't really want to do the work. I want a quick fix. I want an emotional charge. I want to believe in something that is going to fix this quickly. It's like this fast food thing we're doing. I'm hungry and I don't want to prepare a delicious, healthy meal. So I'm just going to grab some fast food, run through the fast food, and that'll kind of hold it together. No, it actually won't. You're actually slowing down the process when all you can find is fast food on Instagram and you buy it. And maybe deep down, you you hear it in their voice that they're not going to be able to give you what you need. You just want that good feeling and you're associating that good feeling with making progress or getting somewhere and it's temporary. Are you seeking a temporary fix, a temporary solution, a Band-Aid on a bullet wound? Is what my other coach used to say. Because I think sometimes we are. I think we have to step back and we're seeing this in the industry. We're seeing this in the trust data, the research that I just did. And I know I've alluded to it a couple of times and some of you participated in it was ultimately about when do people trust? When do they decide they're going to buy? And when do those two intersect? And let me tell you something that the video that I was talking about at the top of the show where I said, the buyer's trust is gone. That's what that data showed me. And I didn't know it was that bad. I, I did not know it was that bad. I know how I feel when I go into sales calls because sales calls in many ways, not all the ways. Again, let me give a disclaimer. Not everybody's a scammer. I'm not saying that at all. I'm I'm really saying I want you to stop and start to listen. And I want to know what you hear because you know where you hear the truth? Your gut. And I just side railed and I certainly didn't mean to. But we've got to move away from, I need a quick fix. I tell people all the time that this work, psychology of the voice, we're, we're moving fast. We can move really fast in this work, but we're unraveling 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of subconscious programming, psychology of the voice stories, established places of working from, and then all the habits that are laid into the muscle memory, the body keeps the score. That's what we're up against. And there's really no way out but through. This is why I have so much trouble with technique because technique just piles more on. Let me pile more on. And really it's about an unraveling of all the protection mechanisms that you've put in place that maybe or or maybe, maybe not, maybe you do or don't want to look at. 
And I think that's why we want to believe so badly in something. And so we buy it without asking why, without asking, show me the data on that. And then we're wildly disappointed. We lose money and then the trust in the buyer, then we have no trust. And you know what that says to me? That says to me that the people that are out there that are doing that are causing you harm because then you're not really getting the solutions you need because you're afraid to try. You're afraid to buy because you've been burned. And maybe what we have to look at behind it, behind it, behind it, behind it, which is where I always like to go is why don't you want to look at it? I see people that I work with, not a lot, because usually when people get here, they're really ready to do this work. So I don't deal with it a lot, but I do deal with it some. People fighting for their limitations and they want to keep those limitations because the thought of being authentic, being able to connect with others, being vulnerable is too much. I just, just can't go there. But I want you to start asking why? I want you to start asking, show me the data on that. I want you to start being not cautious, but an observer of the reflection of what you want to create. Are you being invited in? Are you being sold words? Are you connecting? Is there an emotional connection with the person that you're buying from? Or if you're selling, selling to? I was influenced by some of the greatest voice masters of our time. And I always talk about them and I I tell you their names because I was influenced by them. And I think influence, being influenced is phenomenal. But I think copying is problematic. Have we become a society that doesn't want to do the work? I don't think that. I don't ever like to put people in buckets like all the young people, all the people don't want to do the work, all the boomers. I don't do that. I don't want to do that. Because I I don't think it works that way. But what are we seeking? What are we seeking so badly that we can't say, show me the data on that? Actually, I hear you saying this, but your words are saying that. And I'm going to do another episode that, I don't know, maybe you're thinking this is a downer episode. I hope not. But I'm going to do another episode about data that we spew that isn't absolutely inaccurate and we just take it for face value why are we taking things for face value are we that desperate for a solution to me that's really what i call tentacles out tentacles out is and anybody that's ever worked with me you've heard me talk about tentacles out i see you like an octopus reaching out there reaching out there reaching out there what do you think what do you got can you fix me what's out there what's out there do you like me and really we have to bring those tentacles back in and go okay who am i who am i what are the layers of protection 
that I need to take away? What if they're not my person? What if that silver bullet won't work for me? We can't bear it sometimes. And so we're in this pattern. We're in this loop of worth, lack of worth, wounds all over the place. Psychology of the voice is literally another way to talk about wounds. We're not getting what we want in life. Your voice is instrumental in calling in the life that you want. We're afraid to do the work or we don't have time to do the work or we're not sure about wanting to do the work. And so we spend money on unquantifiable things that people can't explain why or get to the depth of what they're talking about. And then you're disappointed again. So I want you to start looking for certain things. I want you to start hearing certain things. What are you listening for? I want you to slow down and I want you to listen and I want you to start to feel into, can I connect with this person? I want you to start asking the questions, why is that? How does that work? Because I want you to know that you've got a solution that's going to work for you. Find the depth. And if you are a service provider, if you are a leader, it's it's kind of like, remember when you were little? Some of you will remember this. I remember this. Well, why is that? Because I said so. Leaders, maybe they want the depth. Maybe they want the connection. Not maybe. People want connection. People want a solution that will work for them. And people are easily fooled right now. People are easily manipulated. That's why influence and persuasion dance is really close to manipulation and why so many people are afraid to be persuasive because they don't want to be manipulative. What are you listening for? Look for the depth. And in your shoes, Deliver it. Deliver the depth. Find your voice. To me, means what is your purpose? What is your nuance around what you're here to do? Not comparing with other people, not deciding their stuff is better. So you're going to go that way. No, what is it? Where is your depth? You've got to start trusting that. Trusting that you know. That's something else I teach my people all the time. You have to trust that you know. I think there is a big difference between being influenced and being copied. Like I mentioned, I've had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest voice masters of our time. Author Lessak dramatically influenced my work, but I don't teach one single thing that he taught me. It influenced the creation of what I have created and delivered today. And I think that's where we're missing it. 
Yes. Part of this episode is about calling out the people that are misleading buyers. Part of this episode is about saying to buyers, pay attention. But I think part of this is really about what is your voice? You are a voice of one. And what I want for people is to to really believe in what they can create. Psychology of the voice was 100% a download for me. I was already researching. I was already well aware of what I could hear. I was already aware that technique wouldn't work because I was already seeing results from people that weren't results. I knew there was so much more. And literally when I committed to, okay, I am probably going to sound crazy, but I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to create something based on these things that I hear. And within 24 hours, I had the name psychology of the voice in my head. I had already done research by this point, but I knew voice stories were already formulated. I already had my mind around that. I already had done research around that. I already was aware of one phrase before we're five because I'd already done the research. So again, I'm not saying don't. It's 100% okay to be influenced. I think that's the way it works. Arthur Lessack, Patsy Rodenberg, they influenced my work. But I created from my voice of one. I created and I did the work. So I don't mean, like I've already said a couple of times, I don't mean for this to be a downer. I don't want this to be a scolding episode. I want this to be an inspiring episode. You inspire your own creativity for sure. But I also do this episode as a cautionary tale because I don't want you to fall prey because it's not your responsibility to know the depth of what people are talking about. It is theirs. It is mine. That is important. And I don't think that everybody needs to, like I've said, do all the research that I've done. It's important to me because it's important to me that whatever I deliver to you on this show, when you're working with me in a video, that I can back it up. And I know why. And I know it will work. I want that to be important for you as a consumer, especially. And I want that to be important for you as a service provider. People are seeking connection and authenticity on a level we've never seen before, but they are afraid to trust. If you are not getting where you want to be, we need to look at your voice and look at what are you doing? Are you just delivering words without depth? Are you grounded in that message? Are you able to quantify and tell me the why? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you can't, I'm going to hear it in your voice, even if you're telling me you can. And so is your buyer. So is your team. 
we process every single sound on the subconscious level. This is what I want you to think about as you start listening to others and as you start delivering your message. Work from the depth of what you know, not what you hope for, not what you wish for, not what you fear. Be prepared. Be prepared to ask the questions and be prepared to deliver the depth. Because when you do that, the whole game changes. The whole game changes because then we stop being what we think people want us to be. We stop being the the sound, the words, the experience that we honestly don't think we're worthy of or that we could ever have or that we're smart enough to have or whatever it is that's happening in our psychology of the voice. It's an inside and an outside job. It's you as the consumer, you as the provider, both. All right, I'm going to leave it right there. I hope this has been helpful and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 